Well, thanks for joining us today for the Equip Podcast from Arise Ministries. I'm Kim Heineke. I'm sitting here with Pam Keneally. Hi, Pam. Hello. And moms, if you follow us regularly, you'll know that we've not been able to produce our podcast in a while. We've been waiting on all the restrictions from the the Mm COVID-19 thing to kind of pass. And so it almost feels like when we got together today, it almost felt kind of weird because we've just been in this waiting pattern. I know. So (laughs) this is super exciting. (laughs) And if you're new to our podcast, we just want to welcome you. We are glad that you're here. So um, Pam and I are both former single moms, and we do love getting together and just talking about the things that God has done in our life and just sharing a little bit of wisdom with you. So if you are a new single mom or if you've been a single mom for a while, we thank you for joining us. And I know that you're on the other side of this, shaking your head like, yes, that's right. I've been there. I can identify with that. So we are, we're delighted to have you here. We are going to talk about waiting today. Now I would say this, I don't think waiting, the concept of waiting is not really hard to wrap your mind around. It's just hard to do. Do you agree with that? Yes, yes. And so I I really wish that we were all sitting in the same room talking because so many of you would have great stories about waiting, reasons reasons why your waiting was good, and maybe some things that happened as a result of you not waiting, whatever it might be. I I wish that we were all sitting together to share our stories. Um, But we do love hearing from you. So as, as we have conversations on our podcast that impact your life. We would love it if you would send us a comment, info at ariseministries.net. You can help us reach more single moms with the message of hope by sharing this podcast, subscribing to it wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes or Spotify, Um, share it on your social media channels. We'd really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So Pam, here we are finally back together again, Mm -hmm. talking about waiting. And I just want to ask you up front, have you ever waited for something for a long time? You know what I have, and I'm still waiting. So, you know what I'm. I'm thinking back when um, my husband left me with a two and a, a brand new four year old, and um, I was waiting for it to work out. I was waiting for him to come. I was waiting. One month turned into two months, to four months, to six months, to a year, to a year and a half, and I was on the fence, waiting hoping and praying that it would get back together. So I was separated for two years, waiting. So I understand that and what God taught me during that waiting time. And another time, I think we've all gone through seasons where we're waiting for our kids to turn the corner. Hello. Whether (laughs) whether you're waiting them to turn the corner and start picking up their toys or you're waiting for them to, you know, get over this. I just want them to pick up their keys and move. I know. That's (laughs) right. I'm waiting for them to, goodbye. You know, just waiting, just waiting, you know, for them to, to, you know, do what we want them to do. So, uh, that, I think that's part of motherhood is that waiting for them in ways. Yeah. And, you know, I think back, my mother probably waited for me on things. And when I think back of stuff with my mom, but anyway, um, those are two examples that come to mind right now. Yeah. For, I mean, for sure. For me too, we have similar stories. My husband left when my oldest son was two, barely two. And then my youngest was six weeks old. And I remember waiting, waiting, probably did more crying and whining than I did patiently waiting, but waiting for that to kind of uh, work itself out. I have young adult children, and for anyone who's raised teenagers, you know you have waited for them to finally, like, snap out of it and, you know, just kind of come out of that little normal teenage Mm -hmm. bit that they do, and, and so lots of waiting. When you're pregnant, you're waiting nine months to have a baby. Nothing you can do to speed that up. Just nothing. You have to wait it out. 
some of you might be waiting on God to bring you a husband, and that feels like it is taking forever. forever. Yeah, you know, it's just right. it's it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not a fast thing. Maybe you're waiting for a new job. You have a great job, but you're you're kind of waiting for God to move you into something different. So, all of us can identify with this waiting game, and really, it's we're just talking today about how do you wait well? How do you navigate that? time of life where you're in between that, you know, you're kind of in that interval between what is and what could be or what should be. And it's those seasons of life where we really do tend to grow. I'll say this, each of us has waiting seasons and we don't like it because we want what we want when we want it. Like right now, I I want it to be resolved in 58 minutes like you see on TV. Sure. I, I don't want to go through the pain of waiting for anything. I just want it to be resolved. But I think that you, if you give it some thought, that you would agree with me that waiting is part of God's plan for mankind. Mm-hmm. All of us are waiting. He actually is the creator of seasons of waiting. I mean, just the way that he made the world, we are we are always waiting for something, and it's not bad. He, he created seasons and he created time itself and Mm -hmm. so as a product of that he created us to wait it's part of his plan Mm -hmm. but Pam what I want us to talk about first is in those seasons of waiting what what's the purpose of our waiting like why do we have to wait why is waiting good for us how Mm -hmm. is it part of God's plan do you want to comment on anything there well yeah I do I just want to say that you know we don't we don't see this, but God puts people in positions where they become so desperate for His power that the only way that we can receive it and receive His provisions is for Him to put us in a position where we have to wait. Yes. Otherwise, we just rush on by and and we don't. We're not miserable enough to just seek Him. Uh, <laughs> I love, I love yeah. that because it's true. Oh, it's yeah. true. The seasons in life where I've waited and I have been miserable and desperate for Him, like. That's the good stuff. That's Looking the, back, I'm like, that was the good stuff right there. So I, I love I love even using the word miserable. I do, because <laughs> you know what? Life challenges pose, pose hindrances and limitations to our happiness. And we want to, we don't, we don't want to, we want to move through that. But it's through the waiting that, that detour that, that has to happen that, you know, that creates that, that testing of faith always requires waiting, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But you know what I want to say real quick too, a season I remember in waiting that, um, and the purpose in waiting was when God told me I was teaching a class at a church, Kim, and I'd been teaching it for nine years. It was a woman's class. It was a very large woman's class and it, a lot of, lot of, lot of just power and just life experience was happening with me. And I got laid on my heart to start a rise. And so I stepped away from this class, and it was just like I was leaving my baby. And I knew I was supposed to start a rise. So Shelly and I got together, and I was ready to go. Yeah. I waited. <laughs> and I waited. I waited for two years. For two years. I documented. I'm like, I have... I'm waiting, you know, when's Hello. it going to start? And I waited for two years. And what God was doing that two years is I was just too too full. I don't want to say I was full of myself. I was just too full of, I just wasn't needy enough yet. Yeah. I just wasn't. Yeah. And so there was a purpose in that detour. So, you know, you talked about seasons of waiting. That's a season of waiting I, that was very, very, very necessary. That's and if good. you're listening today and you, you're feeling called to a ministry, and I know from you moms, we hear from you sometimes, that you feel like God's calling you to start a single mom's class or you're still, you're needing 
to start this ministry or that, and then I've heard back from you, nothing's happening. I'm like, you know, you just may be in that season of waiting where you mm-hmm. just take the next step and uh, and know that in God's timing, it will all come forth in his timing. He's trying to teach you something. I'm sure we're going to get to that. Yeah. So yeah. did I answer that question? No, I, you did. Okay. You did. And I, I mean, I want to piggyback on that whenever you say that God's trying to teach you something in seasons of waiting. He clarifies our motives and he reveals our priorities to us because what you might think that you're waiting on is is maybe not God's best for you. And maybe it's not even what you think you want anyway. Like even before we go further in this, I, the listener here, I want you to think about what is it you're waiting for? Is it something with your kids? Is it something in relationships? Is it something in your career? Or is it something, you know, that's that you're just waiting for God to show more of himself to you? What is it you're waiting for? And that'll give you kind of a, a good frame of reference as we progress through this to think about. Um, sometimes, you know, like Pam was saying, she waited for two years for God to, you know, God to start something. Sometimes our waiting, I think, is just because he's changing the world around us. Mm -hmm. I can speak specifically to the mom who is waiting because she wants to be married again. Hey, it, it, maybe it's about you. Maybe it's about some things that you need to have worked on in your own heart, but maybe God is trying to grow up this man. I was going to say, maybe he's working on him. Yes, because, um, you don't. You shouldn't raise your husband. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I did not write that. Somebody yeah, else yeah. did, but I, I let that burn right into my brain. Yes, I know. That's <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, I love that. Well, you know what? I, I love, too, the thought of waiting, you know, that uh, Rev- Habakkuk says for the revelation, what you want. It says, awaits an appointed time. There's yes. a time for it to come about. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. And though it lingers, though it lingers, you feel like uh, that verse says, wait for it. It will certainly come. It will not delay. Right. So it's coming. It just hadn't come yet. So right. I love that. Uh, so for, goodness, find hope in that. I think that's a great verse because God's timing is is perfect, even mm-hmm. when you don't think it is. Yes. I mean, we're all living proof here. Mm-hmm. I I will say this. One thing that I have learned is that waiting is part of God's plan because it does produce some maturity in us. It does produce some character in us that we might not have otherwise. And spiritual transformation just doesn't happen when we immediately get what we want. You think like if waiting is good for our children, why is it not good for us? I say it all the time. You know, I don't want to give my kids everything that they want when they want it because they need to learn to wait for some things. But then you fast forward that to my own life and I don't like that one little bit. You know, like, I want what I want. So if we want to grow in him, and if we want to wait well, we do have to have the mindset that says spiritual transformation, me growing closer to God, me looking more like Christ every day, doesn't happen when I immediately get what I want every single time. So for those of you that are stomping your little foot and waving your little fist, like, God, give me what I want, you know, the posture of our heart has to be, I, I want what you want for me when you want it. Yes. And, and part of that, you're going to have to feel at times um, helpless to fix it. You're yeah. going to have to feel desperate and you're going to have to finally realize that I can't do anything about this, but just fall back and rest and trust God for how, how and when he's going to reveal what he's doing. You know, when I, I've been remarried for almost 14 or 15 years and I can remember whenever I was when I was dating my husband now, we had dated for quite a while. And in the beginning, I was super, I was a little restless because I just 
thought he was the cat's meow, and I wanted to marry him. You and should. Chad is great. <laughs> he's he's, he's great. a catch. He's great. He's super great. But I just felt like I knew very early, and I just didn't want to keep waiting. I mean, I honestly, three years is kind of a long time when you've already been married once mm-hmm. before. And I didn't want to wait anymore, and God really did some work in my heart to show me that I needed to be, I didn't need to be as concerned about him, about Chad, as I did. I just, I needed to be sold out to the Lord and let him be my everything. So Mm -hmm. then I remember when we were discussing getting married, and we were talking about it, and I think I was even saying to him, like, I don't really need you. You know, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's not really something that you say. I want you desperately get it. Yeah, yeah. but I don't really need you. Yeah. And I realized that I had come to the place where my waiting was was for the Lord mm-hmm. and not waiting for someone else to fulfill something for me. But my heart had been turned more toward God. You can you can fill all the gaps mm-hmm. while I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. It does. And I, I love know. the fact that thinking about that, that our waiting on God reshapes. You think about it. If we're really waiting in the Lord and accepting or not, accept, accepting if you get married, Kim, or if you don't get married, Kim, but really accepting either side of that, waiting on the Lord reshapes your destiny. It yeah. just reshapes the richness of whatever direction He's going to take you. Yeah. So, you know, there's certainly purpose in waiting. There's good purpose. So, Kim, while we wait, you know, we got to do something. So, right. So, what do we do while we wait? Well, the very first thing that we have to do, and and I always hesitate to say things like oh, this. Oh, I know what you're going to say. It sounds so churchy. It does sound churchy, <laughs> y'all. I grew up in the church, and I've heard all the churchy things, and I believe all the, all the quote, churchy things. I just, for the listener who says, here we go. Oh, here we Here's go. the Sunday school She's answer. She's going to say pray. I know. <laughs> She's going to say pray, but she, oh, I really mean it. I know. I really mean it. Like, when you are waiting, the absolute best thing, the most desperate thing Maybe it feels miserable at times. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the, the only thing is to is to pray and ask God, what is the next thing? Like, what is it I'm waiting for? And I even sat out here this morning, and I'm, there's a couple of things with my family that I'm waiting for. And I was just telling him again, like, Lord, I'm waiting for you to work this out. When mm-hmm. are you going to... When, you know, when is it time? Help mm-hmm. me, help me be patient as mm-hmm. we wait. But Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not yet known. It says, call to me. We can't just get up in the morning and think, well, I'm waiting on God to, to do this, that, or the other without calling to him mm-hmm. and reaching for him and having communication with him, like praying. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 is like, do not be anxious about anything. We pray in those seasons of waiting, and we beg the Lord to show up on our calendar and reveal himself to us and show us what is next. Yes. Well, I want to say this, because I have older kids now. and um, Congratulations. And, yes. <laughs> no, I love my kids. I, I got grandkids. <laughs> you can congratulate me nine times yes, for these little for you. precious ones. but. As a mother, we're always going to be a mom. I'm telling you, whether you're raising little ones or whether you're raising, you know, um, middle schoolers or high schoolers, you know, one day they're going to leave. I know some of you are going, yay, and some yeah. of you are going, oh, no. And I yeah. say that to my some of my daughters and daughter-in-laws that have little kids, and they're like, oh, don't tell me that. I, I don't want them to leave. But the, the day's going to come. And, and honestly, I'm just saying you are going to want them to call you. That's good. And so I'm sitting there sometimes during the day, and I look down the phone's ring. I look down my phone, 
and it may be my daughter, it may be my stepdaughter, it may be my daughter-in-law's. I'm so happy to see they're calling me. I, I, I they're thinking of me, Kim. Yeah, and I, I it's so exciting to just say hello. God is waiting to see your name on That's that phone. So good. God is waiting to see your name on that phone. So call him. That's what he says. Call to me. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to call first. I can't talk to these girls if they don't call me. That's good. So call, call to me. Call to I me. Love I love that verse you just used. So we pray. Another thing that you can do yeah, while you're waiting for God to in a to season of waiting where you're waiting for something to happen, pay attention to what you're reading or watching or listening to. Like, what are you filling your mind with? I heard somewhere, and I, I tell my kids, what goes in a mind comes out in a life. While I'm in a, a restless season of waiting, we've got to train our, our ears and our heart to be sensitive to His Word and, and just pay attention to what we're putting into it. I guess it's, you know, kind of goes along with pray. We, we have, we just, we have to fill our mind with things that, that are, that makes our hearts fertile soil to mm-hmm. receive from him, if that makes sense. Yes. Romans ten seventeen says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. If you want to increase your faith to believe that God will, will, you know, bring you to the end of a waiting season, then if we want to increase our faith, we do that through knowing his word and, and that, praying it out loud and praying We're it out loud about and that, praying. yes and that builds our faith anything else you want to say about that no I've, I've said this before on podcast that you're a single mom and you don't have anybody to talk to you know and so you need to hear the word of god well there's no other adult to read it to you so you need to read it out loud to yourself yes so you can hear it you read it out loud so you can hear it and that's what that verse says and i'm going to say this your kids are watching you wait they are watching you they're watching you, um, I, I just wait. Like they're, they're there and they get a front row seat to see what your faith looks like. I can remember whenever I was a very young girl and my mom was a single mother. And I've, I've said this before on our podcast too. You know, we were, we were often financially challenged. Sometimes we didn't have enough, enough money and God would provide. And my mom would just wait for him to be faithful. And I got a front row seat to see what does that look like? And, and it was, it's just the things that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, your kids are watching. They are watching. Another thing that we can do is to really meditate on his faithfulness and believe it. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. I know that God has shown up on my calendar in my life so many times so that when I'm in the season of waiting for something different, or people different, or waiting for God to just work out some things that I can't seem to, you know, make the puzzle fit. Because I know He has been faithful in the past, mm-hmm. I have that confidence that He will again be faithful. And so that's just a way that you can observe truth and pay attention to what goes on in your mind, meditate on His faithfulness and believe. And some of these things, maybe they don't sound very tangible, but they're very tangible. Yes. You know, like we'd want this little three-step program, you know, do this, say this, buy this, drink this, that'll fix everything. But really what we're saying, these little steps to do while you are waiting, these are practical and these are tangible things. They are. And I want to encourage you as well that while you're waiting, uh, I've, I have found it helpful over the years to journal, to just mm-hmm. write down my frustration or what I'm waiting for, or to write it down. And then when I I, something positive comes or, or, I, or something comes where 
God answered a prayer, I write that down too. So in times of waiting, when you're discouraged, you can go back and say, oh, I remember when God did this two years ago. I'd totally forgotten about yeah. that. So if you if you just let your journal be your little best friend and write it, write it in how you feel, write in what God's Word says. I've had times where I've gone back and picked up my journals to go, oh, God, I forgot about that. You're so faithful. Yeah, you know, the good. word that says, you know, he is faithful. You know, it, you just said for he who is promised is faithful. Sometimes I forget that. Yeah. It's easy to forget it when everything around me is dark and there aren't answers coming. But I can go back and remember when. And it certainly helps me uh, stabilize my faith and kind of hang in there while I'm waiting for something to happen. So, <laughs> and then you just have like to wait it's... expectantly. You yes. just have to move to place, you know. So, expectantly means what? You're just expecting something to happen. It's not just sitting there waiting, it's expecting. It's that spirit of expectancy. Yes. You know, and something just came to my mind. Whenever whenever our children are old enough to get a car, um, my husband and I say that whatever you save, we will match that up to a certain amount. As long as we have the you know, the ability financial ability to do that. So my boys knew when they were getting close to sixteen that they were gonna get a car and they knew that we were gonna match whatever they had saved. So when they went out to look for a car, let's say that one had saved $2,500, he wasn't looking for a $2,500 car. He was looking for a $5,000 car because he knew that he had faith that we were going to do what we said we were going Mm -hmm. to do. And so he was expecting that he would get something, you know, accordingly. I don't know if that really connects and makes sense. It's not you and I. We can wait for something, but we wait expectantly knowing that God has the whole other half waiting for that. us. I love that. And so it was, you know, he would have had zero faith in us. If he had zero faith in us, he would have gone to look for a $2,500 car. Yes. But he, he knew our character and he knew that we could he do that. He knew that. that. So we, that. you're right. We have to wait expectantly. And when we wait expectantly, that means our eyes are open and our ears are in tune. And, and if I'm in a waiting season and I'm doing all of these things, then when God brings that to me, I see it, yes. and I'm aware of it, and I can say, that is what I'm waiting for. That is the voice of God. That is the hand of God. That is the work of God that I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. If you that. don't wait expectantly, you just might miss it, and then you might have to wait a little bit longer, longer. until you learn to watch out. Mm-hmm. So. It's so hard to wait expectantly when your heart is hurting so much. Yes. It really is. And I want to talk to you single moms that Good. when your heart is just hurting and your energy is drained and you see no hope and you've prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing's happening. It's just so hard to mm-hmm. to wait. You know, it's almost like that's that's not an answer to what you need. Wait longer or wait some more. But but you're you're waiting. You know that it's almost like you know, your waiting is not in vain. God, God um, is never aimless mm-hmm. in your wait. It's almost like uh, the bow and arrow, and how the archer holds the bow and arrow is aimed in a in a. It's aimed somewhere, and your waiting That's is good. aimed somewhere. It's not just aimlessly going to end up somewhere, but it is aimed at a specific place. And God holds the bow, and when yeah. He's ready to release that arrow, He will, and He's stretching you now. But he's not ready to release it yet. So just relax in that and know that it's not aimless. And, uh, you know, your 
God-given destiny, it usually doesn't follow a natural course of event. While he's holding that bow, it's going to be uncomfortable. So just hang in there. And, you know, and I've always thought if you trust God enough, he will come through enough. And so you just have to, um, that's part of waiting expectantly. That's good. And, and, you know, above all, we're waiting for him. Uh We're waiting for him to fill the broken places in our heart. We're waiting for him to reveal what the next step is. We're waiting for him to you know, shower us in his love. We are ultimately waiting for him. Everything else that happens in our life, everything good that comes along our way, that's kind of just bonus. Mm-hmm. That's all bonus to being fulfilled in him mm-hmm. when we're when we're waiting for him. Um, Isaiah forty thirty one says, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Sometimes I feel like when we are waiting for things of this world, it can exhaust us. Exhausting. Because we try to manipulate it. We try Mm -hmm. to fit everything, you know, into our little plan. But when we wait on the Lord to open doors, when we wait on Him to heal our hearts, when we wait on Him to mend relationships, that is refreshing. Mm -hmm. That is not tiring. And I I think that's what that, that scripture speaks to. I do love that scripture. You know, we have said so many times, this is, should be our motto verse, Galatians 6, 9. We've said it almost on every podcast, Kim. <laughs> because Maybe it's because we need it. We've been weary. We've been weary. <laughs> we're not talking to you. We're talking to each other. So if you happen to listen to our conversation, be my guest. But you know, uh, let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And I love that due season because it means that the season's coming we don't reap in the same season that we sow. Love it. And so that's part of waiting. Due season. To me, we always focus on that don't grow weary. Mm-hmm. But we that's not the power of that verse. The power of the verse is in due season. Mm-hmm. And so let that be a comfort to you. Just due season's coming. That's due season's good. coming, friends. And, and in that verse, it's due season, D-U-E. But there's also a lot of D-O in mm-hmm. that season, too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I love a, there's to a lot do of, something. There is, you know... There's a lot of things you shouldn't be doing, but there are a lot of things that you can be doing. Yes. I mean, learn all you can in the season. If you're a mom and you are wanting a new job, and like learn about that job. Mm-hmm. I'm watching one of my young adult sons. You know, he's he's 23, and he would love to be married someday. And I'm watching him meet with mentors and meet with a community group and talk about what do godly men look like. And what does a godly husband look like? And he's read a couple of books. And I I love watching him in this season of waiting for God to bring him a wife start to prepare like the little things that he can do until God brings a wife. So in your season of waiting, learn all you can about the very thing that you're that you're waiting on God to I know to bring to you. I know what those single moms are thinking. He's twenty three. What's his name? He's, he's available. Oh, he's 23. <laughs> What's his name? He's available. I know what you're thinking. Oh, he's lovely. You know, yeah, he is a great guy. So these are, this is Yeah, that great, was not great. a commercial for my son, now that I think about it. I know. It. Well, you know what? Um, that's good. That's that's really good. So this, this has been a great podcast today. You know, I think no amount of our challenges can limit God. Though we think they can, it may look like they're limiting us, but they're not limiting Him. That's good. And that's just a good thing for us to remember as well. So So. I will say in, I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to it before September 2020, then I will tell you that we do have a a new online Bible study coming up 
and it's all about this topic. It's about waiting. We're going to talk about what are you waiting for? We're going to talk about the purpose of waiting. What do you do while you're waiting? And, and something we didn't cover today, we're going to talk about the dangers of rushing ahead. Mm-hmm. When, because we've all done that. We've all rushed ahead of God. And, and what does that look like? What are the dangers? So that's a new online Bible study that's coming. If you're listening to this after September 2020, then go check it out on Arise Ministries website. And there's a four-part series there that you can dive into a little bit more. We've got some study questions that go along with it that just kind of help you process your season of waiting. Yes, I love that. And I want to say too, a lot of you, if, by the way, Kim wrote that study. That's that's a study. It's called Waiting, right? Yeah, right. It's called Waiting. <laughs> and uh, many of you have heard her other podcast, um, her other Bible studies, and you love her and you love her Bible studies. This is a new fresh one here um, that's coming out and it'll be out soon. So um, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, thank you. Well, I tell you what, we're going to close. Um, we're going to close by just reiterating each of us has seasons of waiting and we don't like it. And we can all agree on that. But And I heard somewhere that it's really hard to wait on the Lord, but it's, it's harder to wish that you had. Mm-hmm. So if you are in a season of waiting, I just want to encourage you to press into Him and ask Him what is next and do everything that you can do to prepare to receive from him and wait expectantly yes and again like waiting's not waiting is okay for our kids but we don't like it but i think we can learn to do it right yeah i just want to say (laughs) step up keep up and accept the wait just accept it yeah you will look back you will look back and and many of you can are probably shaking your head as you're listening to this you can look back and say yes it was it was good that I had to wait. It mm-hmm. was good that it was I was waiting on God's best for me. That's ultimately what we're waiting for. So um, let me just close in prayer real quick. And again, we just we thank you for joining us. And let me just pray over you as you're listening. And and we'll meet up again another time on mm-hmm. our podcast. Father, we love you and we thank you for your goodness. And we thank you that you are the creator of time. You created seasons of waiting and you created um, time itself. And so we just We just surrender that to you, and we ask you to increase our faith in seasons of waiting. Would you help us look to you and to to wait patiently for you? Would you develop the character in us that needs to be developed before you bring our seasons of waiting to an end? And we wait expectantly, believing that you want what's best for us and that you are holding that for us until your perfect time. So, Father, we love you and we thank you, and we thank you for... The work that you're doing in each of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.